0: All right guys, I'm talking really, really loud because I don't know where my microphone is. Welcome to another episode of Cassandra Captioned. So much has happened. I know it's been a long time since I have been on here. I just moved, Um, I've been meaning to get back on. I've got rumble videos, Instagram videos, all kinds of stuff and I have not hopped on here. So, so much has happened. I am going to drop some bombshells on what's happening today and most likely some information. There will be some information on this podcast that will be new to you. Um, As much as I want to finish the polio podcast, I'll have to do that on another date because of all the things that I have got to share with you today. As far as the power of polio is concerned, though, A lot of what happened then is playing out right now. So let me cover a few things that I will be covering on this episode, okay? Um, If you've not watched my YouTube or my Rumble, I talked about how they decreased the test cycles to make the big guy look good. I live in Texas, and now they have dropped the mask mandate. Um, Our governor has finally, 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 in May of 2021, uh, banned government entities from requiring masks this is a victory. This is definitely a victory. Some of the things that I will be covering on here is majorly number one, the spike proteins. Now I have an interesting story, which is what made me so interested in the spike proteins because they affected me, you guys. So I will get into that story. Okay. Another thing I'm going to get into is I'm not going to do a lot of this on this podcast because I want to make a video on it, but about the vaccines and Uh, removing the God particle removing the God there will be I will touch on that um, a little bit what else am I going to touch on the breakthrough cases 60% of the vaccinated are having breakthrough cases why why and so much more let's get into this all right another thing in the intro that I forgot to mention is just like with polio um which I didn't touch on too much before, but there was this thing with wild polio. I know I mentioned it uh, on this podcast. People were getting wild polio. And it's interesting how so far I have focused on India. There are other countries that I will be focusing on when I finish that episode, which, was, which would be Africa, um, et cetera. But the interesting thing is that I did focus on India And the same thing is happening again. The same thing is happening again. So I remember when I said that they were calling it acute flaccid paralysis after trying to say that polio was wiped out in India. It wasn't. It is now um, polio from still from the vaccine. Polio that's been circulating that is still coming from the polio vaccine, which was never necessary. The polio vaccine was never necessary, and I touched on that as well. Now it's happening again, guys. We've got India, okay, and we've got the the mainstream media <clears throat> trying to tell us that India is dying over a virus that has never been proven to exist, and they're saying that India has a um a uh oh my gosh, what do you a mutate- a mutation uh strain. Uh, one or two different extra strains that they're preparing for, okay? Now, once again, just like polio, this came from the vaccine, and I'm very grateful that I have someone in India reporting to me some of the things that are going on. I have sources on this. If you want to check more stories, go to my Instagram at shadowbandbabe. I have posted about four things on this, Um, but let's talk about it. The second wave of this COVID-19 closely follows the vaccination drive with a short time lag. Well, of course, there's going to be a short time lag, right? Because the poison jab's got to do its thing. Another headline, 200 villagers jump into the Saryu River to avoid mandatory vaccination. Yes, this is real. India is on major lockdown. It is militarized right now. For the vaccination campaigns in many areas, if not all of them, but I'm sure it's not every single area. I'm going to share with you guys some stories and then you can be the judge. This is from a thread on reported vaccine adverse effects on India. There are so many, but here are some examples and it goes to show how complete the brainwashing is. Here we go. Here's one. This is with regret and heavy heart I'm having to inform that my dear friend and our, and our Jamia Amelia is Liama alumni from blah 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 has breathed his last tonight. He had got infection after both vaccinations and had suffered with pneumonia and was treated in an ICU unit in Chennai, Chennai. I don't know how to say it. He has survived by his wife and two grown up daughters. May God bless his soul and grant strength to his family to bear his loss. Hi Fahim, one of my very first close friends of mine died after taking first shot of Covishield in India. Though all above 45 in my family has been vaccinated with both the doses, examples like this is creating unnecessary panic among others, and that includes me, unnecessary panic, right? Bro, my uncle died today at 3 p.m. He had taken the jab, tested positive. when, When went for fever, he was in ventilator. If it is safe to take second dose of vaccine 10 to 12 weeks after first one, why my brother, a doctor himself, injected first vaccine dose, died on 6th of May due to COVID after fighting for it for 10 days, Oxygen level was at 85 with oxygen. I don't know if you guys noticed, but this person still thinks that this person died of COVID. Here's another one. Don't know what to trust or not. My Mills, I don't know what that means. Sister passed away today, heart attack. Second dose done on 26. Om Shanti. Like, you know, Om Shanti. That's like basically like kind of like praying to the universe or God or whatever. Um, I guess that person didn't make the uh, correlation either. So also, the, the, the majority of the deaths that are, are caused by these vaccines, in whatever country it is, um, is heart attacks, strokes, things having to do with the heart. And why? Well, I am gonna get into that in a bit. Let's keep reading. My uncle took second dose of Covishield on April 13th and passed away yesterday after being severely infected by COVID, right? He had tested positive in last week only. He got one of the best in timely medical treatment, yet we couldn't save him. Here's another one. He took second shot of Kobe shield and within 20 minutes while he was returning home in his car, he got a heart attack. He, has, he was otherwise healthy with no COVID history. And another one. Something something Indian language. First dose, 21st March, died 13 April. Another one. My eldest uncle was found dead in his room last evening in Guwahati. Swab sample. I don't know if I said that. Taken from his body, tested COVID positive. He developed symptoms the previous night. He took the first dose of vaccine last Saturday. He was a God-down a God manager, something like that. He has no wife and children. Another one. I've lost my mother after first dose of COVID-shield vaccine from military hospital, Mathura. On 21st April, she got COVID symptoms and found positive. No hospital admitted her, and I lost my mother on the 26th of April. Another one. At my place, two to three people have died in the last three days because of COVID-19, right? All of them had taken the first dose of the vaccine. Now people here are concluding that only people taking vaccines are dying and saying they will not take the vaccine, becoming hard to convince them. So do you understand how these people are still brainwashed on the vaccines? They're like, oh, it's making the vaccines look bad, not making the correlation that it's the vaccines that are actually killing people. Another one, my father-in-law died on the third day after vaccination. Uh, And then here we go. But it's a breakthrough infection gone bad. Recently in the last week, three 60-year-old acquaintances were put on a ventilator. Uh, roughly 15 to 20 days after two doses of Covaxin here in Boba's something. One has died and the rest two are fighting for life. There's another breakthrough infection after the vaccine. One is dead, two fighting for life. Um, this post is about seven posts down on my Instagram. I've got five more pages of about six... Um, six uh, examples each and five more pages, okay? Um, the list goes on and on. You can see how strong the brainwashing is in India. So let me, uh, let me divulge further. About 60% of vaccinations, vaccinated people are having breakthrough cases. What is a breakthrough case? A case is a positive reinfection which like I've covered before the test does not test for a virus. So they're testing positive for their cells excreting toxins. Okay, so about 60% of all those vaccinated are having breakthrough cases, but 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 just like I've covered before these people are very sneaky and let me tell you what they're doing right now to try and hide this information from the public. now this is really interesting and this is what they do check this out the cdc changes the rules for counting breakthrough cases as more fully vaccinated people test positive so if you have had um, both of the pfizer or the moderna or one of the johnson and johnson the rules for you have changed okay The breakthrough cases will no longer be counted unless you have been hospitalized or you have died. So if you have gotten your vaccinations, if you are fully vaccinated and you are still testing positive, that will no longer count toward positive cases. But wait a minute. But wait a minute we were running to the jab because of all the positive cases and now that we're getting the jab we're just going to severely under report them because why? because the goal has already been accomplished that's why and furthermore furthermore okay this is still recording i wasn't sure um the I other want to int- this I want well to read this article with you a little bit So in a nutshell, when we had all these agencies reporting to the CDC of all the positive cases so they could blow this thing up, now the breakthrough cases are only reported on a voluntary basis. Nobody's asking for those anymore, we don't care. Hey, send in your reports. Nope, that's not happening. It is now voluntary. And the only way, the CDC stopped reporting the cases, and they will only report them if it results in hospitalization or death. Also, after a lot of people have gotten smarter on the hospitalization, I've had many people say, trying to avoid the hospital, avoiding the hospital. People have caught on since the last time I did the podcast on how the ventilators are killing people. The medical mismanagement was killing people, and they were calling it death from COVID. So to add on to this breakthrough cases, changes in rules, they also lowered the testing threshold for the fully vaccinated, so, um, for example, the World Health, World Health Organization pretended as if they were finally getting smart and lowered the testing cycles when the big guy got into office. And what that does is it doesn't amplify your RNA with your, um, what your body gives off as exosomes that they call viruses, right, is material expelled, excreted from your cells, but it's also wrapped in RNA and DNA um, that helps to signal to the site where the uh, infection is, right? So it's just basically testing to see if you're, you're human, as I've said before. So the WHO just got smart all of a sudden, lowered the test cycles, and so we ended up with less positive cases as a result, because the test is a joke, right? So if you are fully vaccinated, that the, the uh, threshold for the cycles is lowered. They are lowering the cycle threshold. So now if you are fully vaccinated, um, you also have the bonus of having being less likely to test positive. So they're really, really trying to cover up the fact that these vaccines are doing basically nothing. They're not protecting you for, from anything. They're making things worse. I strongly believe that much of the public is very unaware of this. And this is why we do not trust these entities This is why we do not get our news from mainstream media because of all the very sneaky tactics. I want you to know that about, they say about 2% of all of the vaccinated, injured, or death cases are reported to VAERS. So whatever you are seeing on the VAERS website, that is the smallest percentage that you can possibly see. So do not be fooled when they try and tell you that There are only this many deaths or this many injuries because they don't know because they are lying and not to mention they have a history of suppressing data and manipulating data and this is just another example. So back to India. India was doing very, very well. India was a model country for us, right? Now all of a sudden they're doing what they did in with Wuhan, China. And they're trying to tell us that people are dying in the streets. I have heard from real Indian news and they are saying that is a lie. People are not dying in the streets from COVID in India. I saw a fake article where they tried to blame it on COVID. It was actually an old article from a bombing. Okay. The, 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 it, this is a global agenda. That is why it's very important to remember. This is a global agenda the The news outlets on every country will be in on this. Let's get into some more interesting news. The magnet challenge. Have you guys seen what's been floating around about the magnet challenge? People all over all over the country are videotaping themselves, sticking magnets to the site where they had the shot. Some people want to debunk this, but you just cannot debunk it. i've I've seen over thirty reports of this, 30 videos. I, I don't post the videos because there's too many. I would just be posting, posting, posting um, Magnet Challenge videos. I made a video at one point where I hashtag the Magnet Challenge. I click on the hashtag. Oh, you're all caught up. You're all caught up. Facebook didn't show me the Magnet Challenge. They would not show me the hashtag. Someone else said, yeah, that happened for me too. And then a couple other people said, like, showed me that they could see it. Let me tell you, these social media platforms are very sneaky. And the funny thing is, is that when I call them out, things things all of a sudden immediately start working for me again, which is why I call them out immediately because it always works like that. It's the funniest thing. But, um, yeah, so the, we, we... I don't know if I touched on this, but there is absolutely... Well, I did touch on this because I talked about some of the ingredients in vaccines. I do actually have a list of the ingredients um, in these vaccines that maybe I will bring out later and talk about. But... um what I was saying was there is metal in these vaccines. So whatever is coming through the shot, it's conglomerating still in that arm for a lot of people. And you know, people will stick the magnet on the other arm and nothing happens, but they stick it at the side of the injection and it is sticking. Now eventually whatever is at the side of uh, of the injection will move its way through your body. Um, I have another crazy story of a friend of mine and this I just found out yesterday. She was doing experiments with her coworkers, and for some people the magnet stuck, for some people it didn't, which is very interesting. Um, I wonder if it has to do with your body's ability to remove metals. For example, I take fermented chlorella vitamins that help to detox metals in your body. Um, so I don't know why it sticks for some people and doesn't for others, but she stuck a magnet on the part of her nose where the Q-tip was inserted, she stuck a magnet on the part of the nose where I have seen multiple reports um, that is where the Q-tip is leaving um, nanotechnology and things up there where your nose meets your brain. That little area that is very delicate as if you puncture this little part that is between your nose and your brain, it makes your brain very vulnerable to things. And that is why The test is through the nose. I'm not sure if you guys have seen all of the information on that. But the way my mind works, my mind puts together patterns. And this is the only thing that fits. Okay? She stuck a magnet in the part where the Q-tip went in. And it is sticking there. And she's freaking out a little bit. It is sticking there, you guys. Okay? What I believe to be true at this point in time is that people are also getting vaccinated through the test swabs. I've seen videos of magnification when people are freshly opening the swabs and what I am seeing in there. And what's included are nanoparasites. (laughs) Like I said, guys, there's so much information because the nanoparasites are also in those blue masks, you guys, they're in the blue masks too. And the hot sweat, the breath, the hot breath activates them, all right? (laughs) And these nanoparasites carry nanotechnology. This is not a joke. This has been shown and documented for years and years and years that, 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 our, that scientists have been working on getting nanotechnology in our body. Now the way they operate is that they'll come out way, way after the fact and pretend like they're just starting this. This has been going on for decades, decades. So with these vaccines, you have a code because these are not vaccines. These are genetic experiments. Um, this is gene therapy, which is basically genetic experiments. We are the guinea pigs. In the test trials of these vaccines, all of the animals that these were tested on died. This has not been FDA approved. This was FDA emergency authorized. That is not the same thing as approved. I saw Fauci lying, lying when that... um. Mexican actor called him on it and said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, are they actually approved? Fauci finally said, well, they're, they're, they're emergency use, emergency authorized. Emergency authorized is not the same thing as approved. Um, so what is happening is we have gene therapy and the, the, the code sequence and nanotechnology is wrapped up in uh, lipids. To get it, you know, to get it to penetrate and all that good stuff. Um, see, the key here is lipids and proteins. What I found out is is it's all in the lipids and the proteins. And so I found out some more interesting information I'm about to read off here in a second. What these, vac- what these vaccinations and what people are starting to realize now is that they're actually like replicating vaccine... Um, they're like self-replicating vaccines, basically. So I have a very interesting story, and then I'm going to go from there, okay, you guys? So about a month ago, I, I have my cycle, um, you know, my woman's cycle, pretty regularly. And ever since, I, ever since I had, you know, my two bouts of cancer and all the aggressive chemo, and I got my cycle back... My cycle's never very heavy, and if it is heavy, it's very rare. But it's usually very light, and it lasts about three days, four days max, okay? So about a month ago, I got my cycle, and, you know, I'm thinking it's a normal cycle. About four days later, I'm still on it. Okay, well, this cycle's a little bit longer than normal. All right, cool. Four more days later, I'm still on it. Okay, hmm, that's weird. I've never had a cycle this long about four more days later I'm still on my cycle at this point I'm telling my friend hey man this is starting to freak me out I don't know what's going on I've never had a cycle this long before you guys it was going on a week and a half okay so by this point I'm telling my mom mom this is very very strange I don't know what's happening So, I'm doing research online. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Am I going through menopause? That cannot be true. I'm way too young. Okay, what about premenopause? Looking at premenopause. Even going through all that, I'm like, that still doesn't make any sense. There were no other indications that I was in premenopause. A friend comes over. I'm like, hey, he was just doing research. I'm freaking out. I'm now going about two weeks of my cycle. And I don't know what's going on. And I'm like thinking maybe I'm premenopausal. My friend's like, what? Premenopause? You know, blah, 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 right? Okay, so finally my cycle stops. I'm like, oh, thank God. Wow, that was crazy. Like, that was nuts, right? Two days later, it starts again. It starts again for about another week. I had a cycle for about two and a half weeks, and I did not know what was going on. So lo and behold, and let me mind you, mind you, I had been in my apartment a lot. I finally got my first gig back before I started having this crazy cycle. I get my first gig back and without a mask. Without a mask, because I could have been doing gigs this whole time. And you know, as I'm at the gig, did you get vaccinated? Oh yeah, I just got mine. Oh I just I just got mine. You know, da 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 I was like finally like the week before around two groups of vaccinated people because I also had like this, this acting project thing and those people were also like oh I just got mine and then uh, mind you one of the people who had just got his had like a glaring headache that was like you could tell he was very uncomfortable He um, said he had a headache for like two days so anyways I didn't know these people so I didn't say anything so mind you I had just been around freshly vaccinated people so after all this went down I, I started seeing reports on Instagram that this is happening to vaccinated people and i was like huh i was like okay well that doesn't explain my situation because i'm unvaccinated well then i started seeing all of these reports from women all over the country that are having the same issues who have been freshly around vaccinated people but are unvaccinated things like women that were having menopause hadn't had a cycle in years all of a sudden got their cycle back really crazy occurrences from women all over the world saying that they have experienced things with their cycle and things with their feminine um you know cycles that have never occurred before. And it was all within the same time frame. So this goes on to the subject of spike proteins. Let me read y'all something. Before I get into that, I want to make a, a really quick distinction. I think something else that's really interesting is we're actually being shown terrain theory in front of our faces. The way I've covered before in my podcast, which I didn't cover extensively, is that sickness is actually pleomorphic. And I've, I've experienced that in my own life. Um, like I said, one of the most famous nurses explained how sickness is pleomorphic. And we're actually able to see that in front of our eyes, but unfortunately, we've we've learned through deep state to not trust our own senses, but what we've seen with the vaccines and all the re- the reports is we're seeing that these toxins, because viruses don't exist, what's actually being inserted are um, is waste wrapped in RNA or whatever so that it can get into the body efficiently. Um, and what we're seeing is that it's having a different effect on different people according to their terrain. So we're seeing rashes. On some people, it's manifesting as rashes. Some people, it's manifesting as anaphylactic shock. You know, some some people, it's manifesting as heart attacks or, you know, major blood clots, um, tightening in the chest. Some people, it's manifesting as death. Um, You know, this is an example of terrain theory right in front of our faces and more specifically, uh, pleomorphism. So... Let me read you guys what I was going to read you guys about the spike proteins. A scientific study finds a spike protein used in COVID vaccines causes strokes, heart attacks and blood clots. It's been published uh, which has found that the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein used in the COVID-19 vaccines causes major vascular damage, which I've I actually heard reports on this last year, I believe it was from Italy, that they're lying that it actually affects the vascular And, you know, this was uh, more underground news, so I wasn't sure how true it was, but now here we are. It causes major vascular damage, inducing strokes, heart attacks, migraines, blood clots, among dozens of other dangerous adverse reactions that have already killed a minimum of over 1,100 people in the UK and over 10,500 people across EU countries alone. Uh, Remember when I was talking about polio, I think one of the, the first... Vaccines was from the Salk Institute. So from the Salk Institute, uh, the vaccine pioneer Jonas Salk Salk has authored and published the bombshell scientific study revealing that SARS-CoV-2 spike protein used in the COVID jabs is what's actually causing vascular damage. Critically, all three of the experimental COVID vaccines currently under emergency use authorization in the UK either inject patients with the spike protein via mRNA technology, and instruct the patient's own body to manufacture the spike protein and release them into the blood system. So this is actually causing our bodies to produce more spike proteins. And guys, I will be giving you guys like something natural that's supposed to help with that. Okay, Because now that it's affected me, I'm going to be doing what I can to um, prepare my body to combat this. Let's see, the Salk Institute study proves the assumption made by the vaccine industry that the spike protein is inert and harmless to be false and dangerously inaccurate. The reason, if you haven't caught on, the reason I am mentioning spike proteins is because that's what affected me and my cycle was the spike proteins. And I got some of this information from Amanda Vollmer, who is amazing. Um, She spells her name a little um, special. I believe it's A-M-A-N-D-H-A. Volmer, I think some people spell it V-O-L-L-M-E-R, but I think it's actually, actually, I think that's how you spell it. They kicked her off of Instagram. They kicked her off of Instagram. You can find her on Bitchute. Um, And she talks about this. So in an article entitled, The Novel Coronavirus, Spike Protein Plays Additional Key Role in Illness, published April 30th, 2021, the Salk Institute warns that Salk researchers and collaborators show how the protein damages cells confirming COVID-19 as a primarily vascular disease. From that article, a major new study shows that this virus spike proteins play a key role in the disease itself. Um, The paper published demonstrates exactly how the SARS-CoV-2 virus damages and attacks the vascular system on a cellular level. A lot of people think of it as a respiratory disease, but it's really a vascular disease. Um says assistant research professor Yuri Manor, who is co-senior author of the study. That could explain why some people have strokes and why some people have issues in other parts of the body. The commonality between them is that they all have vascular underpinnings. The paper provides clear confirmation and a detailed explanation of the mechanism through which the protein damages vascular cells for the first time. In the new study, the researchers created a pseudovirus that was surrounded by sars cov So they created a pseudovirus because viruses don't exist naturally, you guys. They created a pseudovirus that was surrounded by SARS-CoV-2 classic crown of spike proteins, okay, but did not contain any actual virus. Exposure to this pseudovirus resulted in damage to the lungs and arteries of an animal model, proving that the spike protein alone was enough to cause disease. Tissue samples showed inflammation in endothelial cells lining the pulmonary artery walls. Those, I believe, are the walls of your heart. The team then replicated this process in the lab, exposing healthy endothelial cells, which line arteries, to the spike protein. They showed that the spike protein damaged the cells by binding ACE2, which I learned about the ACE2 receptors, okay? So the spike protein damaged the cells by binding ACE2. This binding disrupted ACE2's molecular signaling to the mitochondria, which are the organelles that generate energy for the cells. So it's disrupting their signaling to your body, causing the mitochondria to become damaged and fragmented. This is on a cellular level, you guys. Previous studies have shown a similar effect when cells were exposed to the cov 2 virus, but this is the first study to show that the damage occurs when cells are exposed to the spike protein on its own. If you remove the replicating capabilities of the virus, it still has a major damaging effect on the vascular cells simply by virtue of its ability to bind to this ACE2 receptor, the S protein receptor now famous thanks to COVID. Now, back like a few months ago I did some research on this receptor. This receptor like has like this hook thing apparently that can just like hook onto your cells. It's not funny. Like then you got a spike protein that reminds me of, like, something spiky. Like, that's not good, right? If you remove... Oh, yeah. So, I already read that. Further studies with mutant spike proteins will also provide new insight towards the infectivity and severed, severity of mutant SARS-CoV-2 viruses. The research provides, proves that the COVID vaccines are capable of inducing vascular disease and directly causing injuries and deaths, stemming to blood clots and other vascular reactions. This is all caused by the spike proteins that is engineered into the vaccines so now there's more these vaccines are like self-replicating now so we've got self-replicating vaccine factories walking around everywhere and just to think they've got more vaccines in the plans for us that will get worse Now I want to add this part in here. This is a very interesting distinction and makes me wonder who has actually made this distinction. So regarding polio, since I have done a podcast on it that I'm not finished with yet, are you guys noticing a pattern yet with the paralysis? One of the ways that this vaccine, these vaccines, all three of the vaccines are manifesting is through paralysis. Once again sickness is pleomorphic and i'm actually about to drop a very small video on that um, with some awesome people talking about it but sickness is pleomorphic and many people are losing their ability to walk with this vaccine that same thing that happened with polio people got paralyzed people were getting paralyzed are we not are we not making that connection we're seeing the same thing that happened with polio and it's coming through the vaccines okay once again polio started um, with DDT and chemicals um, of the like okay this is how polio started polio was on the decline before the vaccine was introduced we know where polio came from it wasn't from a virus it never was from a virus right But now that we have this horrible vaccine, we're starting to see paralysis again. That's polio, folks, all right? It's polio. I love the platform I've created. I've had people messaging me from different countries. Um, One person messaged me yesterday and asked me about the spike proteins um, what it affects because she has not been vaccinated, but she was around. She's been around vaccinated people. She's a very healthy 30 year old has never ever had this issue before. And now about three days a week, she's waking up with very tight chest. Um, lots of tightness in her chest. She's wondering what's going on and she reached out to me. Luckily, this was after I found out about the vascular issues. Um, you guys, just because I, I, I really like to provide some type of solutions. We've got to find a way to combat this. So um, it affects the arteries, right? You want to protect your heart right now, it's very, very important to protect your heart. I've been a long time advocate for um, virgin organic coconut oil, not to be confused with refined. You never want to buy the refined, you always want to buy the unrefined or the virgin. Um, something that I discovered. Well, actually, what this sheds light on, is this whole situation sheds light on, is that um, the medical industry is very corrupt as a whole. And so you will find, like, Mayo Clinic and things, um, if you search coconut oil, probably at the very top of your browser, it will tell you the dangers of it. This is not to be paid attention to. I know from experience, um, because I'm very sensitive and pay attention to my body, and it's a huge diet secret of mine. The benefits of organic virgin coconut oil. It is very good for your heart. It helps lower bad cholesterol, and it will help combat what is happening right now. So I strongly suggest, as I suggested to her, is cook as much as you can with organic virgin coconut oil. Um, you can also add it to your smoothies, um, etc. All right. I fry all my chicken in it. Um, anything I fry, if I'm, if I'm Using butter, I'll add a little bit of that so the, so the butter doesn't burn. And then I found another remedy. Um, and, I, you know, do, will it knock out all the spike proteins? I don't know. I doubt it. But pine needles. Pine needle tea. And not all of the pine trees work for this. But pine needles contain a substance. It starts with an S. And let me just look that up real quick. So here we go. Suramin is the antidote to the bioweapons and transmission. You can obtain enough from pine needle tea, pine, spruce, cedar, and fir. And some of this comes from Judy Mikovits. Isn't it interesting, you guys? Um, last year, during the beginning of this pandemic, I was quoting Judy Mikovits and Mikovits. Let me get and I'm going to get back to these pine needles by the way. But remember, when I was talking about the two-year project led by Fauci, Guess who I got that information from? I got it from Dr. Judy Mikovits. They had smeared her. They pushed her under the rug. And last year I was giving the information also on YouTube videos that there was a two year project for gain of function weaponry. All right. Um, now, all of a sudden, people are catching on. Rand Paul grilled Fauci over this gain of function research. They are now catching on that this was created in the lab. It's like, where have you guys been, right? But now it's becoming mainstream that, they, that it, it, it did occur in a lab. They believe it occurred in a lab. And now Fauci, um, fraud freaky Fauci, little man Fauci, right? Is like, yeah, I think we should have an investigation too. I believe it may not be natural. So he's playing, he's playing along. He's playing along. But he led the project what it was, was it an NIA it was either NIH or nNAID I believe is NIH and he is ahead of that. He led a two-year project for gain of function research for none other than coronaviruses so I got this from Judy Mikovits, and I dropped it last year and the reason um, another reason I'm saying that is because um, actually I'm not sure why I'm saying that but so, the cells of the vax are producing a synthetic spike protein, okay, and um, that is what is believed to be airborne, which we know it is now. I know it is, personally, because I experienced the effects of it. Apparently, it's coming out of the, the, the mouth and the skin, okay, so we all ran to this jab because we believed airborne contagion existed, which has never been proven, but now I know that I focused on the right woman, which was Dr. Judy Mikovits. I knew she was telling the truth, and so I know that she's telling the truth now. I know that now she can be trusted, all right? So Sermon um, is found in many forests around the world in pine needles. It's an extract of pine needle oil. Um, it can come in synth- synthetic pharmaceutic- pharmaceutical concentrate, which can be injected into your body in case of emergencies or you can simply extract pine oil through distillation, or you can ingest sermon simply by drinking pine needle tea. So um, with that said, I've got pine needles on the way to me. I'm excited to receive them, and as I've already dropped one one tea on my website, I will be dropping a pine needle and lemongrass tea. I'll be adding a couple more components, which would most likely be clove and cinnamon, but we shall see what I'm gonna add to it. I'm going to add a couple more components that make it even more effective, but what it does is it has inhibitory effects against components of the coagulation cascade. So it helps your body, it helps things to not clot, and then it also goes against the inappropriate replication and modification of your RNA and DNA. So basically it's also going to protect your RNA and your DNA. Um, The excessive coagulation is what's causing blood clots, um, you know, mini clots brain embolisms or strokes heart attacks pulmonary embolisms which are in the lung unusually heavy menstrual cycles uterus shedding and heavy bruising there's been lots of reports of people just really random excessive bruising these are all things frontline doctors have described seeing in transmission cases the pine needle tea is one of the most potent antioxidants known to man and it's a superfood and what i found interesting is that once again um, mainstream medical industry has tried to make it seem as though Pine needles are dangerous for you because use an excessive amount. Apparently, they're bad if you're pregnant or whatever, right? It's bad for you, right? That's only in grand, grandiose amounts. And even that can't be trusted. These people are not to be trusted. You will be just fine if you drink pine needle tea, even if you're pregnant, and especially, especially if you're pregnant. Pine needle tea. Like I said, you can pluck it right off the tree and eat the tips of the pine, spruce, fir, and cedar. So if you guys have these pine trees around, um, you can just eat it. The pine needle oil is known to treat cancer, inflammation, stress, depression, pain, respiratory infections like pneumonia, influenza, and COVID-19. Also kills parasites, which is also what the lemongrass does. I love lemongrass. Um, so So you guys have that information now if you haven't heard of it before. And so there are certain pine that does not have this um, this uh, serum in it. So there's certain pine trees that won't work for it. So let me let me pull those up for you guys. One of them is the loblolly pine. Doesn't work with the loblolly pine. Um, so let's see. The spike protein contagion now being experienced in large numbers by those who did not take the serum but just visited. So by the way, the powers that be, they already know about the serum. All right. So like they can create... Like the, the elites. I'm talking about the elites. I'm talking about the A-listers. I'm talking about the people, the 1%, right? They already know about this. They, all, they already know about this serum and serum, okay? Are you experiencing any of these things? Massive headaches. I was starting to experience massive... I, uh, I don't get headaches, so I was experiencing this. Massive headaches. Microclots and sudden bruising throughout the body. Exceptionally heavy menstrual cycles among both the young and postmenopausal, miscarriages, reduction in breast milk, sterility among both men and women, and men, household pets dying shortly after the owners get the serum. Um, oh yeah, oh they're calling it serum here, so it won't be censored. So they're talking about the vaccine, right? Um, I've heard reports of this as well. So it's it's very sad. Like it's it's actually affecting pets. It's affecting pets, you guys. So these are the pine trees. I actually think it'll be in here. Um, sermon. Yep, yeah, I already got that. All right, let's see what I got here. Sermon further decreases the activities of a large number of enzymes involved in DNA and RNA synthesis and modification. DNA polymerases, RNA polymerases, reverse transcriptase, telomerase, and enzymes involved in winding, unwinding of DNA are inhibited by sermon as well as histone and chromatin-modifying enzymes like chromobox proteins, blah, blah, blah. This is medical speak for inhibiting the inappropriate replication and modification of RNA and DNA. A 2011 Korean study demonstrated using pine needles in tea was the best way to access the antioxidant benefits from pine needles. The study demonstrated that the hot water extract of pine needle, proanthocyanidins, and catechins, offer the highest levels of antioxidant benefits compared with chemical extract processes. There are other known benefits that pine needle tea and the tea made from other conifers share. And not to mention, you guys, this is a very age-old remedy. Um, It is analgesic, antibacterial, antifungal, anti-inflammatory, antimicrobial, antioxidant, antiseptic, antitumor, antitusive, antiviral, aromatic, astringent, decongestant, detoxifying, disinfectant, diuretic, expectorant, immunomodulating, improves circulation, invigorating, lymphatic, relaxing, relieves nervous exhaustion and fatigue, relieves sore muscles, restorative, and atonic. Herbalists the world over have known all along the benefits of this simple natural tea. All right, so I'm, I'm trying to find all the pines that you don't want to use. You definitely don't want to use from the pine, the ponderosa pine, or the Norfolk Island pine. Pine, um, I bought some pine needles from Etsy, which is from the east coast, north, south, east, from the west coast, um, like east, what is that, white, white pine or whatever is good to use, um, so there's a few that don't contain the sermon, but other than that, you're good to go, and um, another thing that the pine needle tea does is it protect, protects against oxidative stress, and it helps protect against glutathione reduction in the body, which I'm not sure if I mentioned on this podcast, but I've mentioned to many people. I learned about the importance of glutathione when I was uh, struggling with black mold. And as your body gets older, it stops producing as much glutathione, which is the cause of a lot of issues. And what's really interesting about that is that the health, rec- the uh, I think it's the who and the big entities are like restricting people from being able to use natural immunity. Um things for your health, so things that are on the market, they're like inhibiting their use and one of those um, it helps with glutathione production. So um, pine needle tea helps to protect, protect against the decreasing of glutathione. Um, what I learned about glutathione is another reason why I make some of the products that I make. Um, raw garlic, um, if you eat as much raw garlic in your diet as, as possible. That is always good. Try not to thoroughly cook it or just put raw do- uh, garlic on at the end. I've got raw garlic in my hummus and my pesto. Um, and and in my salsa verde, I use raw garlic in that. And that helps your body to produce more glutathione, which is going to protect the brain, which is very, very important right now. Also, coenzyme Q10 If you have a coenzyme Q10 vitamin or or what have you, you can also get from leafy greens that also helps your body to produce more glutathione. So with that, you guys, I've got so much information, but I'm going to leave you. I've got to work on my small business. The pine tea, the pine needle tea will be up on my website um, hopefully next week. And uh, that website is etsy.com. I believe that's a forward slash shop slash hippie happenin'. Or If you go to etsy.com, type hippie happening in the search bar. Um, that's one word h i p p i e h a p p e n i n. If you want to see more visual news, I've got a lot of this on my Instagram at Babe. And, um, and, and then I've also put my meal preps on my um Cassandra caption. Every single meal utilizes uh virgin organic coconut oil, um, almost all of them utilize raw garlic and uh bone broth, which is also amazing for that production as well. And so I'm going to leave you guys with this. So happy that you joined me. I hope you can use some of this information. There's so much more to come, but I'm just really trying to get settled in and moved right now. And I cannot wait till next time. Once again, this has been another episode of Cassandra Captioned. Okay, wait a minute. I'm back. Still without my microphone. I've got to add some very crucial information to this podcast. As I did this podcast on the fly, there are a few things I left out. But these things are things that I finally put together and discovered that I have not shared publicly. Um. That... Uh, is slowly, I think slowly as, you know, with this great awakening that we are in, more people will be able to figure this out, but I don't think that many have made this connection yet. So let me tell you guys something I discovered since I'm already on the topic of spike proteins, and this is going to be really interesting. In my teaser video I did before this episode, I mentioned viral shedding and I wanted to get into viral shedding and one of the reasons being is that we are told that um, there is a viral load that is shed during the vaccine, Um, during the vaccine phase, you know, the post vaccine phase. And what was interesting about that to me, which I mentioned in this little kind of teaser, little episode I did, just mentioning some, um, some odd things or some, some things that should be questioned, in my opinion, is if viruses don't exist, what exactly is actually being shed if viruses don't exist? Because a virus has never been isolated, purified, um, never been found in the air. Um, it's A virus has never been proven to exist, okay? Um, it, it does not satisfy the four Kochs either, none of the four Kochs postulates. Um, and so my question in the teaser episode that I did was, what then is being shed if it's not um, a virus. And my theory, I believe I also mentioned this on that teaser episode, was that since the root word for virus is poison, and we know that there are actually poisons um, that are being inoculated, such as um, thimerosal and um, which is the mercury what other poisons um well forgive me i can't think of any right now but they're all up in there (laughs) um the thalidomide thalidomide um of course you know for example uh, with the polio vaccine there's simian monkey virus but that once again goes back to the question what is simian monkey virus? Since a virus doesn't exist, I want to tell you guys what I put together. And I just listened to a video from uh, Dr. Sherry timpany And I think I'm saying her last name right. It's either Tempany or Tempany. Um, one of those two. And she actually just once again confirmed what I have been able to conclude based on the information that I have gathered, which is a lot. Um, Sherry Timpenny still calls them viruses. She's She uses the word virus, and, and, and um, so I take what I can from certain people, and so this is what she said, that the adenovirus was is taken, was taken, which is just like a basic virus, right? Even though Um, 40% of humans, of us, is viral load. So we are made up of viruses, okay? So when I say viruses don't exist, I'm talking about the virus as the medical dogma world would want us to um, believe in. So Sherry said that the adrenovirus is inserted with a spike protein. And then insert it into the body. Um, and it needs, it basically rides the protein. It needs the protein. And this is why it needs the protein. Because viruses, or what they are calling viruses, are not alive. They are not alive. They cannot do anything on their own. They need, you know, um, they won't, they can't get into you. Unless with some type of, um Some type of carrier some type of something Um, and this is why I also said it's the proteins the proteins are important so she what she's speaking of is the exosome the exosomes okay so let me tell you guys what I came up with what I've found to be true what I believe is that when you are vaccinated they say that they are injecting you with a virus to produce antibodies for, you know, future infection, correct? Right? I mean, I'm not asking you. Um, well, what that actually is that is being injected is toxins, okay? But what I have been theorizing for months is that what it is, is toxins wrapped in some type of a protein to be able to, um manifest properly and, and, um, be effective in your body. Um, and so to go along with that, like I said previously, Dr. Fauci led a two-year project in Wuhan, China for gain-of-function research. And that research was for, um, making bat coronaviruses highly contagious to humans viruses do not travel from species to species so what this gain-of-function research was doing was finding a way to make that happen and to make it highly transmissible between bats to humans and you know many doctors and health community uh, people of the health community warn against this type of research because it's dangerous why this type of research is funded why would this type of research be funded it makes absolutely no sense to create something that is highly contagious um, and use the excuse that you're just trying to be prepared just in case well just in case what you just produced actually gets leaked I mean there how would there be another scenario so they're going they're, they, we they get funded to spend lots of money to create something very dangerous and they tell us that it's just for research purposes so my thing with that is like okay for months and months and months I've had this question what actually are these viruses well um, oh okay this is this is gonna get a little just see if you guys can f- follow me here What is actually being taken are exosomes, which is what they are calling viruses. And I do have a video on my rumble. Uh, Search Cassandra Cassandra, C-A-S-A-N-D-R-A, twice on rumble, Cassandra Cassandra. And I have a video called Viruses Don't Exist. And what is called viruses are actually exosomes. It's uh, toxic material excreted from cells, cells, but... What happens is very interesting. So, I'm going to get into that in a second. And this is the double layer whammy. The double layer whammy that just came to me. Um, so it's, it's, uh, and it's wrapped in RNA. It's the same size as what they call viruses. Um, and yes, they replicate, and I will get into that. But, um, what is happening is that this this stuff, right? What's being excreted from cells is wrapped in our DNA, okay? And so they're messing with that. And they're trying to get animal, toxic animal DNA, okay? They're getting animal... Uh, and this it's, it's going to get... I'm going to try and layer it on, okay? So they're getting animal uh toxic stuff wrapped in their dna and they're trying to make it highly transmissible to humans okay it does have that genetic code of the animal why would anyone want to put monkey in me god knows what it's funny that we don't ask ourselves these questions right why are there animal genetic uh, genes in my body um, so to layer on to that, what I just really kind of finally put together is that our cells, um, and is it endosomes? I think it's endosomes. Anyways, so they create these things called exosomes and they're excreted from the cells. And so if you have a something that's acidified, if you have a, like a bad, your liver needs to high, really needs to be detoxed, or you know, an area that's inflamed in your body that really needs attention. Okay, your cells are going to produce what is needed to. Um, first of all, your cells are going to try and clean themselves, so they're going to take in, they're going to take in the bad stuff, and they're gonna they're gonna excrete the bad stuff. But not only that, they're gonna excrete what's necessary to help that area. And it's wrapped in your RNA, your DNA, and it's going to create more of those in that site of where the inflammation is with the correct code to heal itself and to heal that area. And so that's what happens. So these codes are now basically, and we're, we're seeing it with this gene experimentation, they literally tell us that they're giving us a code. Um so when Dr. Sherry Timpenny says that they're cre- that they're taking adenoviruses like just a simple coronavirus and they are inserting a spike protein in it and this is what is being able to hook onto um she this is what she's talking about they're taking whatever of those exosomes the the toxic waste with the little encoding on it with the receptor okay with the receptor which is what communicates okay they're taking that they're you know adding a spike protein on and this is what's making all the difference and what's happening is that our body your body hopefully not mine i'm gonna do my best But is going to now have a code to make your body a spike protein producing factory. So what they have successfully created is a, like I said earlier, a self-replicating virus and or, okay, poison just as the root word tells us it is. All right? But it's the proper poison on the proper highway to um, hook itself onto us, the host, and then um, most likely continue the nasty cycle. And let me tell you how I think that they may have accomplished this because this is just what came to me. Basically, just like Bill Gates and his viruses, and then he comes in with the antivirus, right? Well, the Savior, um, <laughs> they figured out how to hack our system and use it against us, and that's exactly what is happening right now, okay? And it just as in the days of Noah. It goes all the way to the days of Babylon. The enemy wants to hack our system. The enemy wants to hack God's creation, and, uh, Take over just like a parasite. It, which is what will essentially, over time, be accomplished with these vaccines, and it's 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 a very nasty thought, a very mm, bogus out there thought, but it's the absolute truth. Um, so, what they are doing, and I can see it visually in my mind right now, is. Like what I said about the exosomes producing more exosomes. They they replicate outside of the cell um, to help heal an area. It carries instructions, the correct instructions, okay, to heal an ailment because our cells are pleomorphic. Our cells are pleomorphic. They will change according to the terrain. Terrain theory, guys, all right? Um, The very beginning of my podcast journey, I go into terrain theory. So I mentioned them replicating outside. So what they have essentially done is hacked our system, and they're giving us nasty exosomes back into our body, wrapped uh, with a spike protein attached, and it's causing our body to then replicate, just like the exosomes replicate, replicate. That with the spike protein, so it's basically um, they caused our body to do what it 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 would normally do with you know the um, the RNA wrapped you know exosomes that our body already produces. I know it sounds crazy, but I don't know if you guys can visualize what I'm saying here. Um, but the way that they already replicate, they're being, they're being replicated. They're being, yeah, they're being replicated. They're being replicated in our body and our body is producing more of these spike proteins. So, so yeah, I just wanted to drop this tidbit on this episode. I could just keep going and going and going, but I'm gonna let this one stay where it is. And Thanks again for tuning in. And uh, feel free to share this to your friends, guys. Um, I can't wait till next time and be blessed.